Well, we've raised the Stanley Cup, and now it is time for the other thing that follows the Stanley Cup, which is learning exactly what horrible, terrible injuries everyone has. Uh, we're going to talk all about that today and why that's maybe not a good thing on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. You're listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network as we uh, talk about the Western Conference. My name is Sarah, uh, one half of Western Conference Wednesday here is joined as always by Jess, my partner in crime for our Wednesday extravaganzas as we take a look at what's going on on the left side of the map. And congratulations to us because the left side of the map won the thing. Good job, left side of the map. Yes, thank you so much, left side of the map. Uh, you brought it home. Yeah, I, I know. I know they they did it for us. They, they did. They, they, the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup for us to make us proud. To make me not be a liar after the past like three right. years of saying they were going to win. This year, I'm finally correct. Pay no attention to how bad all of my other picks were. We won't go back and revisit that because it's embarrassing. Um, but in my defense, no one thought that some of those teams that were bad were going to be bad. It just happened. Just happened. It happened. And then I feel like whatever the Stanley Cup matchup is next year, it's not going to compare. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be really upset. Yeah. But I don't care. Right. Because the Lightning <laughs> did not win this year. And, uh, you know, I think Colorado deserves it yeah big time i was so happy just to like watch their celebration and yes this is for us me (laughs) a lifelong colorado avalanche enjoyer (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like every time i watch you know the stanley cup get awarded and everything i'm always like oh like it's not my team i have no feelings whatsoever about this and then like by the time you know, they hand it to like the first old guy without a cup. I'm like, oh my God, this is so emotional. <laughs> right. It's every year, every year I could hate the team. And I still would be like, look, at, look at Mark Stone raising the cup. Like, <laughs> like I, my favorite part was how long it took to get to Kale McCarr. <laughs> Even though he's literally like the best player, you know, obviously the uh, playoff MVP and just literally just a bunch of old men. And then this small child. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's always interesting seeing like, you know, the order they go in and yeah, like Kale McCarr, like Bowen Byram was one of the last guys to get it. And like, you know, these are guys who played like huge important roles on this team. And like, you're like, nope, you're, you're still like 22. You have to right. wait. Um, you, who knows when you'll be here again, but you have to wait. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there were a lot, like a, there's a lot of guys on the team who I forgot were on that team. Um, like uh Cogliano I totally forgot he ended up there um just so many guys that just waited so long in their careers and like Jack Johnson who I know like everyone has made fun of Jack Johnson I've made like I, I get I'm it I'm so like, guilty of it yeah but like I, I was like as much as I've made fun of him for not being necessarily a good defenseman anymore like on a personal level I'm like 
this has to feel so cathartic for this guy <laughs> who like joined that team on like a PTO. Everyone was like, like, why, why are you, why, why, why are they putting the money into this? I thought they wanted to win the cup. Well, right. guess what? yeah, guess what? They did. Um, and you know, all, all that he's gone through personally, like to see him reach this pinnacle, like of his career, like this is probably it for him. Um, or like, um, Eric Johnson, I know was saying that like, he thought last season he was probably gonna have to retire because of his injuries um and you know managed to rehab and come back and i there was some quote about how like joe sackick basically was like come back we're winning this thing essentially (laughs) and hey boss uh, you got it right great cool and then nazem kadri the first ever muslim to win a stanley cup like and i know people um you know they his past Mm -hmm. we if people can celebrate tom wilson winning the cup yeah, you can absolutely celebrate Nazem Kadri winning the cup and just leave your subtle racism like at the door because we're yeah. like we just we don't tolerate that here. But yeah. to see him go from the Toronto media and mm-hmm. you know get traded and just blossom into this just absolute offensive force to be reckoned with, it was it was fun to watch and he became like a fun player to that yeah. you wanted to root for. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was a tweet that was going around. I think he even like reshared it, but it was a picture of him when he was a little kid yes. at like the hall of fame, you know, look at the Stanley cup. And like the thing that I thought was like notable and this, this is probably like me reading too much into it. So I get it. But like, you know, most of these guys, I'm sure if you, if you find a picture of like Sidney Crosby age eight with the Stanley cup, like, if this is the cup, Sidney Crosby's, like, hover, like, you know, because there's always the superstition of, like, don't touch the cup until you yeah. win it, whatever. Nelson Crosby has that ha- his hands on that cup <laughs> as a little kid. And, like, A, like, like for me, like, I just, I was just thinking of, like, did he, did he at that age ever think that he was going to be in the NHL right. with a chance to, like, you know, it, it, it's such a, you know, we talk about like representation matters and like seeing yourself. He, he didn't have anyone to like look at and say like, oh, that could be me. You know, right. like there's, there are other players of color, but like he didn't, he didn't have that. And so it's like, did he, you know, was he like hands on the cup as an eight year old? Because he's like, I'm never going to win this thing. And then now here we are. Like, yeah. I like, I, I'm very proud of him. I don't even know him. And I'm proud of right. him. Right. <laughs> I saw an article, um, I didn't get a chance to read it. I think I bookmarked it to read later. But um, talking about how this win for Kadri is um, a win for a whole community and Mm -hmm. why this representation is so important. And I, you know, you love to see it. And I think any sort of win towards like representation is like really a win for all. Yeah. Yeah. And the other important part about Nazem Kadri is he's a cat dad. He is a cat named Jazzy. And if that cat does not go in the Stanley Cup, like, I, I will be sending one mildly curious tweet to be like, dear Kadri family, <laughs> please Slide into the cat's the cat Instagram. In the cup. Like, babies go in the cup. Dogs go in the cup. Put Poutine the cat goes in the, in the cup. cup. Yes. Put the cat in the cup. Right. It's that simple. Just you know, it. I'm good friends with 
the social media manager of the Avs. So I will literally text her and be like, I'm not on your team, but I need you to, you have an additional assignment. The internet will love it. The internet will go crazy for it. Like, just do it. Right. Oh, we need Jassy Cadry. That's the name of the cat. Uh, Jassy needs to go in the cup. She does. We should start like a Twitter campaign. Right? Hashtag cat in the cup. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Well, we're going to keep talking about the Stanley Cup and uh, some of the things we have learned now that all is said and done. We're going to talk about that coming up next. But before we get to that, uh, you've got some bet online stuff to tell us about. I do. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Remember to gamble responsibly while participating in these activities. Uh, You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including uh, Major League Baseball. Their trade deadline's coming up. We're almost halfway through the season. Where does your team fall? And BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, politics, reality TV, you name it, they have it. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sporting events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Who doesn't love a good golf match? Head to the website today or use your mobile device, LeapFrog, iPad, whatever you may find to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. So we uh, we have the Stanley Cup that's been awarded. We have the constant now celebration that uh, I mean the Avalanche like they haven't even done their like parade or anything yet right like they're still no. waiting they for like to Tampa I think yesterday yeah they're not like, home from Tampa yesterday they had like so much celebrating to do there that like they still have to figure out what they're doing at home so right. like we don't really know anything yet in terms of Avalanche players and I feel like it'll be a little while until we learn more specifically about what was going on with all of them but you know, it's a topic that I know we've talked about a lot on this show. I think we've both talked about it on our own individual shows. But the whole idea of, like, the extent that these guys play through things is so bad. <laughs> and so the Lightning uh, gave their, like, part. it's probably even a partial list. There's probably, like, more that we just haven't even heard about because they're like, yeah. oh, whatever. Uh, they gave their list of players uh, the injuries that they have all been dealing with throughout the playoffs and like I will read out to you what we have uh, and this this comes from like several different uh, basically anyone who follow, who covers the avalanche has tweeted this out so props to all of you who have shared this information um Pierre Edward Belmar Belmar had a meniscus injury starting the playoffs uh Anthony Sorelli had a shoulder AC joint sprain versus the Rangers and then dislocated his other shoulder in the series against Colorado uh Nikita Kucherov had an MCL sprain against Colorado um what i don't remember his first name but his last name is paul that's bad uh nick paul thank you that guy um see teamwork uh he had a shoulder ac joint sprain versus the rangers and an mcl sprain versus colorado uh Corey perry had a shoulder joint sprain versus the rangers what the heck happened in that series (laughs) 
Right? <laughs> um, Braden Point, who, thank you to Elliot Friedman for giving us no the point. hilarious joy every time of no point in playoffs or in, uh, in, in warm-ups. Uh, Braden Point had a significant quad tear in the series against Toronto. He even came back and tried to play a little bit and then was like, oh no, yeah. this is horrible. Um, and then Ryan McDonough had, and the direct quote is, a mangled finger from blocking a shot against the Rangers. Um, Julian Brisebois essentially said, to be honest, every player on the roster had multiple contusions along the way. So I can only imagine how many like, you know, knee, ankle, whatever sprain things. I think it was, I think it was Nikushkin on uh, Colorado that they were saying like, he basically had to have like medical intervention to get his foot in his skate. Yes. Like, and like, he just had to leave it on because he couldn't take it back off again. <laughs> Kadri couldn't even tie his own skates. Yeah, because he like what has broke his thumb in like four so. places. Also, like you're you're you, you break your thumb in four places, like three four places. Like that just sounds horrible. I imagine like that break would go down into your hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That, no. no. Dislike. Um, then, even yeah. just bruises from blocking shots. Mm -hmm. Like obviously that's not like that big of a deal on the right, grand but, scheme of things but that that's still not easy <laughs> no like i'm not like comparing my experience as a bad beer league player to them at all whatsoever but i blocked one shot off my foot in beer league against bad players we're all bad like we can barely even elevate the puck i'm not like there is zero skill comparison except for the fact that you can both say like both I and Nikita Kucherov have played hockey, but like <laughs> that one low speed, low impact, like shot off my foot. And I was like, I might never walk again. Like, you know? like I can only imagine you're the guy who steps in front of the 90 mile an hour slap shot of someone and you take it off your ankle and you just keep going. Like they would have to stop the game. <laughs> Like, empty out the arena. I'm not. I'm like, done. this is not continuing. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, like, so, of course, all of these guys, I mean, it's like what the, the year before when Steven Stamkos, like, was hurt 8,000 times, came back, scored one goal, and then, like, was <laughs> like, oh, nope, body can't do it anymore. Um, and then you find out all the horrible things are wrong with him. Like, the amount of painkillers and drugs and like paint nerve blockers and whatever right. these guys are on to get through to get through it is terrible i just i don't understand because i feel like as a doctor <laughs> you have some sort of medical responsibility to obviously treat your patients but to also like not participate in anything that could result in long-term effects the way yeah. that these players are constantly jabbed with Toradol and whatever else they give mm -hmm. but at the same time like these doctors are probably you know older mm -hmm. have it, have seen it all which means that they lived through the opioid epidemic mm -hmm. And you're still okay with, and obviously, like, it's not the same, but yeah, you're okay with just pushing that. Yeah. Like, I would love, I mean, 
to like to get these doctors like off the record anonymous whatever like just what 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 role do they like where does their ability to like intervene like start and stop like brain point obviously quad tear like he is supposed to be like he i think i think breeze bob basically was like yeah he shouldn't be doing anything until like september or something um but like obviously he got back out there and so was this a like against medical advice thing did it like how just where where does their authority stop like right because like there has back there has to be some sort of like level of like bodily autonomy but Mm -hmm. also like we're paying you like whatever like six million bucks to do this for another five years or whatever you know your contract is we can't have you out there risking further damage Mm-hmm. number one number two your body cannot sustain this level of medication for long term number three you need to put your health first and yeah. look at the bigger picture and i was just i was thinking earlier about the education surrounding you know the medications that they probably take like who is talking to these players mm-hmm. like what do they know about the long-term effects other than well my body's probably gonna hurt when i wake up when i'm older right like your intestines are gonna hate you yeah like can we put like ryan kessler on a tour right like to all these teams like and it's you know it's the same thing when they talk about concussions and like you know part of the lawsuits that have been happening like all essentially hinge on the fact of like yeah we know what a concussion is we knew we knew the dangers of being the guy who fights we knew what that entailed but like no one told us that like it could be this bad no one told us about you know all the other terrible things you know you're just like oh i'm just gonna have a headache for two days like nope actually No. no one you know no no one told you that could be a thing and it just these are all medications and forms of treatment that have been around for a very long time this is nothing new or experimental so someone whether it be an outside source that's hired to you know come in for a day at the start of training camp and say hey kids this is what you're being pumped with. And if you keep mm-hmm. doing this on a regular basis, this is what's going to happen. Because I don't think that's happening. Right. Because and it's, Yeah. 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 And true. like, you know, I, I feel like there, it's like, you know, it's the whole concept of like informed consent. Do you know what you're getting yourself into essentially? Right. And like, no, they don't. Or like, they're probably told like, oh, here's the pamphlet to read. Or it's like, oh, hey, P.S., here's a side effect of this medication, but, like... It's, like, the least... Right. Or it's, like, this is the side effect when you take it, like, a normal person. We're not talking about the side effect when you pump yourself full of it, like... ...every day for a month or something to get through the playoffs. Right. Or, like, they're gonna say, okay, this Toradol shot's gonna gonna sting, but that's it. You'll be fine in, like, Mm ten minutes. That's it. Yeah. And I think that that that's negligent. Yeah, like your your body is supposed to feel pain. Pain is the way that your body tells you, like, hey, something's, something's wrong. wrong. <laughs> it's just mind blowing, and yeah. you know, in the words of Hockey Canada, you know, we're behind. 
Yeah, we're behind on a lot of things in the NHL, and I truly think that, like, there just needs to be this next wave of yeah. owners, GMs, front office people who truly want what's best for the players and mm-hmm. not just like a, hee-hee, let's go sell all your jerseys and make money. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, how much will change as, like, this kind of current – because I feel like, you know, there was – there has been the, the shift – you know, there's still like the emphasis on every team needs the grinder, every team needs the guy who's going to fight, but like there's less of the enforcer sort of yeah. mentality. And and I think a lot of that has gone out of the window as kind of like, you know, the like Steve Eiserman, like that sort of generation of players, you know, the Wayne Gretzky sort of like, I just wonder how much it's going to change once this sort of current group of players becomes the guys who are in leadership positions and like, you know, what they know and understand now about, you know, because also, I mean, in 1980, whatever, we probably didn't have the same exact tight, like, you know, I feel like there it was different medications we were shoving right. guys to love. But and it wasn't they were same. doing things oh, in things. the locker room that were probably also not good for their body. But, yeah. but again, um, it, I just, I'm very interested to see if this next even the next commissioner mm-hmm. um, kind of takes like an accountability. Mm-hmm. Maybe doesn't deny. Right. That like concussions happen. Yeah. Maybe. We'll I, see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't like it. That's for sure. Same. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Well, this is, of course, Locked on NHL. You're uh, listening to Western Conference Wednesday as we wrap up the Stanley Cup coverage as we, uh, you know, just uh, just hang out. Um, talking, of course, about uh, all the injuries and everything that um, players have dealt with that, that we're finding out slowly about uh, through, through the uh, end of season media stuff um, and I want to kind of wrap the show up a little bit by transitioning to talk about the AHL, which is like my baby. But one of the things I, I feel like th- there's a good like intersection dovetail kind of thing here, because um, so for anyone who doesn't know, I also cover the Chicago Wolves in the AHL uh, who just won the whole thing. So congratulations Woo! to them. Uh, and shortly before we recorded uh, Jess and I today, uh, the Wolves kind of had their like end of season rally slash come celebrate with us, whatever. And I was talking with uh, the Wolves head coach, Ryan Worsofsky, afterwards. Um, and he, first off, if you if you don't follow the AHL, I think that every, the one thing that people need to know about Ryan Worsofsky is that he has already been fined by the league uh, for in his post-game press conference after uh, the second game of the Calder Cup finals, basically went on a tirade about the officiating and called it a joke. Uh, the, his team won the game, but he was so mad <laughs> about the officiating that he just like went on. So he, he, he was fined by the league uh, for, for that. Um, but he is like part of his kind of tirade about the officiating was like, listen, this is these guys life. Like these guys give up so much to, yeah, sure. It's a kid's, it's a kid's game. You know, they're, they're all grown men playing a game for kids. We get it. They're getting paid to do it. They give up so much of like their summers. They miss out on so many things with their kids and their families. They, they like, this is their life. And to get what he sees as subpar officiating, 
you know, he's like, it's basically, these are my words, not his, but he's like, it's insulting, essentially, mm -hmm. to get to this, like the highest level of your, your sport, your league, and to have officiating that is not good. Um, and he's a guy who I feel like has really had his players back. Um, you know, I, I think most coaches, you know, all coaches would say that they would, but all season long, you know, this season, last season um, was kind of my first season covering him. Um, and he is a guy who is always there for like for his players. And he was kind of talking about how, like, you know, especially in the world today, like, yeah, some of these guys just need someone to talk to. They just need someone to support them, to know that they're, you know, they have someone in their corner. And like, I feel like this is like, I'd love to get his take on something like this. Cause he's definitely kind of like the old school sort of mentality a little bit. Yeah. He's a younger guy, but hearing him talk so passionately about like defending his players, making sure that they know that like he is there in their corner to support them, to stand up for them, to like, you know, be, be a sounding board for them. Like it was so good to hear like a coach just be honest about like, at the end of the day, like they're just guys and I want what's best for them. And I want them to be taken care of and to feel safe and whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, you're going to get to the NHL someday. And it's going to be some team is going to like, just be real. It's going to be really good to have yeah. a coach who like is kind of that like players coach in the sense of like, he just, he just wants them to be happy. And I was like, this is very refreshing. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. And just something you don't, here it's, it's refreshing i um i have a lot of respect for player or for coaches like that because they're willing to put their money on the line and now i don't know what ahl coaches make but i'm gonna assume it's not uh you know the millions of bucks yeah that no. Doubtful. NHL coaches are making so for them to be fined um mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm sure it comes out of the organization's pocket, not the coaches, but... Right, or, like, so, someone cuts them a bonus at the end of the season. Exactly. You know? But, but yeah. It, 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 and it was one of those things where, like, you know, afterwards, I'm kind of, you know, checking to be like, so can I publish that that whatever he goes right. on is like complaint i was like can i i was like i don't want to i don't want to get i don't want to be the one to like i'm a journalist but i'm not like i'm not writing for the athletic like right i don't need to do an expose that's gonna like mess this guy's day up but it was like oh no like you know the head of pr for the league is in the room when he's making this statement like he knew exactly what he was saying who he was saying it in front of like that um, that yeah. text to the disciplinary office was sent right yeah, but, you know, I think it's great to have coaches like that and to see, you know, them kind of rise through the ranks. And the mm -hmm. AHL gives me hope mm -hmm. that we get more good coaches like that. And uh, former flame Josh Levo. That's right. Yeah. Uh, won the MVP. MVP. He just like popped off. Let me tell you. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, for, for people kind of looking you know, if your team is maybe, I don't know, the Arizona Coyotes, and you are looking to reach the cap floor, or if you're, I know Detroit is like way under, if you're one of those teams who's like looking to, you, you need bodies, you need to pay the money, um, you know, there's a couple of really good veterans on that Wolves team who, you know, yeah, Josh Levo, like, just, you know, he's had a couple of NHL stints, he's never really shined you know the way he did here but 
if I were an NHL team, like I'd, I'd give him a look. I'd give Stefan Nason, who scored over 40 goals in the AHL in the regular season, a look. Um, Andrew Podorowski with like over 100 points in the regular season. Like oh, and another like 20 some in the playoffs. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like these are guys who have all had like limited, you know, I, I think Levo's had the most uh, NHL games. I think he's got a couple hundred. Um, Nason has a handful uh, Podorowski, the captain, has a handful as well. My cat wants to um, <laughs> share his opinions on hockey too. Um, but yeah, if you're like looking for a good veteran presence, guy who can come in on your bottom six and like not embarrass you, uh, there, there's guys there who are going to be looking for new contracts. And you know, what's the worst thing that happens? They don't work out at the NHL, so you send them to your AHL team and then they score 100 points again. Like, oh, darn. Ooh, so scary. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those low risk, high reward yeah. sort of things. And, yeah. Um, I, I actually talked about it on my show today, how I was really tired of <laughs> the Flames just signing a bunch of like old dudes for character. Mm-hmm. And like that veteran presence, but if they can bring something of substance, um, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, but you know, the, always rooting for you know those kinds of players to get that second chance. And mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, I just can't believe that James Neal is in the AHL. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I will say like didn't do a whole lot in the playoffs um, other than take a penalty and then complain about it for like five solid minutes afterwards. Is that um, what happens when you're teammates with Connor McDavid? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry guys, it's late and I am just spicy. No filter tonight. <laughs> yeah, no James Neal for anyone who missed out James Neal's playing in the AHL um, as the Wolves media at one point called him like former NHL star. And I started laughing and I was like, look at the shade. And the Wolves were like, well, we didn't, we didn't mean it like that. I'm like, I know you didn't mean it like that. Like what you said is a true statement. Right. (laughs) Former NHL star. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, in fairness to James Neal, there was at least one goal that I remember that he had just like a phenomenal, it looked like the James Neal of old of just like a fantastic setup for his teammate. Like, you know, the goaltender had absolutely no chance on it because, like, everyone was following James Neal and he just dishes to some other guy. Um, but, yeah, James Neal in the AHL still being the exact same player that you remember from when he was in the NHL. Love that. Absolutely love it. The Flames 200% won the trade. Even if Luch went 40 games uh, without a goal, it's okay. You know what? they're not. Yeah, he's not in the AHL, so... That that is a very true statement. He at least is still doing Milan Lucic things in the NHL. Six point five million dollars. How many years does he have left? One. Oh, okay. This so is the last. So the this stretch. Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. Hey, maybe someone will take him at the deadline. I present to you <laughs> a very high mileage used and abused Milan Lucic. You know, it, 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 it runs. It does, and it stops. Yeah. Fall a little bit. That's all right. But I'll give it to you, and I'll retain some salary. Yeah. Do you, do you need someone to, like... I mean, unless you don't want... Sal- like, are you the team that needs to meet the cap floor? True. 
can I present to you the entire contract sure, and maybe just... even Sean Monahan? Either one. <laughs> Either one. Why not? Have fun. <laughs> Well, oh, this man. has been this has been delightful. I can't wait to see. Like, now I just want to like try every week to like trade Milan Lucic to someone. Yes, like just you just sneak him in. It's like whenever you're like at the store when you're a little kid and you just throw something into the cart and hope your mom doesn't notice. You yep. just threw in like candy bars. I feel like that's what you're gonna have to do is be like, here's this really shiny like thing. Also, take Milan Lucic. Yeah, and. Bye everyone. <laughs> no one else. No take backs. <laughs> yep, hands cleaned. It's a done deal. Well, this has been a delight. I love uh, a. I love just getting to yell at people about the AHL. Um, if you are looking for more fun hockey content, uh, if you live in a city that has an AHL team, I always recommend going because a. It's just super dirt cheap. Um, most places you can get like you know, 20 25 dollar seats at like and they're great seats yeah uh, and you get to see like future stars of the nhl like you know watching the wolves there's definitely guys on that team who i'm you know they're going to be on opening night rosters for the hurricanes next season absolutely and you you if you're on the hl team you get to say like hey i i, I like that guy before it was cool exactly. so if what you want to be a hipster about players absolutely get in on the minor league uh minor league action but uh we have a stanley cup champion it has come home to where it belongs in the western conference so thank you colorado avalanche because <laughs> you you did this for us uh that is about it for this week but of course before i go uh one announcement from yours truly uh if you watch locked on kings or listen to it or whatever you already know uh, but uh, it is time for me to ride off into the hockey sunset. Uh, it is the end of the season. It's a good time to make some transitions and some life changes and whatever. So I will be uh, stepping away from my podcast duties here uh, at Locked on NHL. I'll still be like yelling about hockey on Twitter. And uh, like I said, AHL, I love it. I'll still be covering that. Uh, but uh, we'll not be doing the podcast grind, at least for now. Uh, and so I, I believe if we have our math calendars right, I believe this may be my last show. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll pretend it is. And then if I show back up in the future, it'll be a fun surprise. surprise. Um, but uh, you, of course, will be in great hands with Jess. And I won't spoil who's going to be uh, coming in to hang out with Jess in the future. But uh, it's, I, I think it's going to be a delightful show and I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Uh, once, uh, <laughs> once I don't have to listen to myself on a podcast anymore. So <laughs> it has been a delight talking about the Western conference with you guys for, uh, for so long. It's been a delight getting to talk with you, Jess, every week Thank here you. on the show. And, uh, I will still be around yelling about sports because I have no life. <laughs> what else are we going to do with our lives? Right? No, sleep more. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> True. Uh, thank you, Sarah, so much for bringing me on as a co-host. And now I am now the host and will have a little co-host, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, it's, it's time. We all make the jump eventually. Um, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you week after week and yelling about Vegas. Yeah, I, I hope I, I do hope that it is a job requirement for whoever comes after oh, me. Oh yes, you know, question number one on the job interview: 
what are your feelings about Las Vegas? <laughs> exactly. No, it will be um, one of my requirements. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to go with the higher ups, but maybe this is a side question. I yeah. sneak in and say, hey, like, yeah, I know this wasn't on like the official application, but like, how do you feel? For the audition. Just, yeah. um, it's okay. Love it. But to wrap it up, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, Las Vegas just hired John Stevens as an assistant coach, and I I am furious because I like John Stevens because he came from the Kings, and now I'm just really mad that there's like one thing about Vegas that mm -hmm. I have to like, and I'm like. That's how Jerks. I feel about them hiring Bruce Cassidy. Not okay Jerks. with it. I'm, how dare they? Right? Yeah. <laughs> even the cat agrees. Yeah, even the cat agrees. He's down on the floor yelling about Las Vegas. I've trained him very well. Yes, he's picked up our habits. He has. Well, this has been a delight. Uh, I can't wait to see what is in, in, in store in the future for Locked on NHL Western Conference Wednesday. You, the listeners, audience, whatever, have been delightful as well. Always love hearing from you and seeing your pet pictures. Uh, please continue sending pet pictures. I think they are great. Uh, that is it for today's show. You can always find me on Twitter at right, said Sarah, W-R-I-T-E, said Sarah with an H. Jess, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and, of course, uh, Locked on Flames, wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. That is it for me today and potentially forever. Uh, this has been Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.